Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, this is John King. I'm founder of TAP. TAP is a product recommendation app. We're based in West Hollywood. I've recently been invited to the launch house, and that was pretty cool. That was very cool, actually. It was a great experience at seeing how people are coming together here in the LA community in technology, um, and 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 also people who are just interested in understanding more about tech. I think that the opportunities here in LA are going to even grow further. Been a lot of talk about Miami and Austin and everything else, but I feel that the creative community has always been here since the Orange Grove days of LA, where the studios came in and started this movie magic. And from there, it kind of grew into music. And now, as you have been aware of, I mean, LA went through a renaissance in terms of great eateries and restaurants in downtown LA pre-COVID. And unfortunately, COVID did destroy part of that community uh, and that capability. But I think people are ready to bounce back and be more creative here in LA. And technology has a lot to do with our DNA here. So from aerospace, we could see that that was technology. There's great biotech uh, community south of us and you know there's some great universities that surround us so it, there's no there's no rhyme or reason why LA wouldn't be pretty high up on tech i mean we have snap in our backyard and we have a lot of wonderful uh, tech companies that are here to stay and before we move on can you tell us what is launch house because some people may not be familiar and i agree it's it's so cool Brett Goldstein, I believe, is the gentleman's name that I got the invite from. He runs Launch House, and I'm sure there may be a team. I guess they find new cohorts of ambitious young tech startup founders and co-founders to kind of come in, live and work in this house for a certain period of time. And from time to time, they have these wonderful events that they throw together that they invite a notable VC from the Valley to come down and visit and give a talk along with sometimes a special 
a guest, usually a founder that they have funded that have been remarkably successful in their fundraise and in their company building. Who's a person that you've come across lately? You mentioned Brett. Who comes to mind as someone who's really impressed you, a person or a company? Wow. I mean, there's been quite a few because it's not easy to have survived COVID doing what we love doing. So there's not one particular one that comes to mind right away, but there's been several that I've met along the way that are not only great human beings, but they've they've stuck it out and they've either pivoted or created something that is remarkable. And uh, it's always great to remember and you know, your journey through these processes. My name is Jay Kinga. I am a tramp wall and circus acrobat who's creating a business between circus and live performance and the connection between social media. I have 1.4 million followers on TikTok and I'm currently based in Tarzana. Before I say anything, I want to preface that like every creator that does this kind of beef thing is probably different. There are people who are probably putting out content and it is very genuinely, they don't like that person and they don't want it. They can't stand them. And it is, it is all real. And then there's people where it's completely hundred percent artificial and fake. And then there's probably kind of like variations in between. It's hard. <laughs> I'll start off with that. Uh, it creates a, a mental state in which you are basically having to be very antagonistic towards someone who is potentially your friend. It'd be very different if it's like WWE because they're basically paying you. You know, it's like you are now an actor. Like if you are on set for a, a movie and you have to dislike someone, that is your job. And so you, it's very clear roles. And you know that like when you leave, it's like, okay, we're, we're good now. Like you did a great job getting into me. And that's typically, I feel like how it usually is for most things. But with any kind of like acting, there's a lot of like real psychological stuff going on. And so I want to draw back the curtains. Me and Garrett were the, the main two people who had beef. That was what the whole storyline was centered around for our videos. I was kind of the underdog, the the sweet, innocent, naive, happy-go-lucky kid who just wanted to join Junk Tramp super bad. And then Garrett was like the cool, like Tom Cruise, I'm a badass, uh, I'm the team captain. Who do you think you are to join Junk Tramp? Um, and we just noticed that we played those characters very naturally and neither of us are real actors. So it was very new to us and we were literally just winging it because it was working and we were just trying to figure out how to make it work more. But as we started with that, we're normally, our relationship is like, he does a cool skill. I'm super stoked for him. Like high fives, like congratulations. Like that was so sick, man. And vice versa. And even if we're like competing, we're still like, I want to beat you, but I want to, I want you to do good too. Mm -hmm. In the videos though, I could never smile. I could never be happy that he landed something. He would never, ever, ever compliment me. He would always be insulting me. And th those were the ground rules. And so it would get to the point where we would play these things called box games. That's what our uh, content center on. So it's like horse, but with tricks, you got to land in the box. You set the trick, then the other person has to land in it. And if he doesn't, then they get a letter. First to spell, spell box loses. So we'd be playing these challenges and we would get so into character that I genuinely feel anxious around him when in those moments and feel the emotions that I was supposed to be feeling kind of method acting. Yeah, and yeah. then 
the, the filming session would end and we would just go back to just jamming and having a good time. And I would go to congratulate him and, and feel not authentic. Like it felt fake to be happy for him. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so that was really, really weird and hard. And all of us had different roles that we were doing. And it was all hard because like, for instance, Luke originally was kind of a good guy, one of my friends, but then his character shifted into a bad guy because to be honest, he played a better bad guy than he played a good guy. And audiences gravitated more towards him playing a bad guy. This is Harshit Soni, founder of Book My Painting. We are a tech-enabled e-commerce platform. We make custom handmade portraits from photos. So here's the thing. People might say that it was a failure or a success in making $50,000 plus. But the revenue of my ninth month was equivalent to the revenue of my last eight months cumulative. So for the first eight months, the amount of revenue I made, that much revenue I made in ninth month. So I did not have initial traction. I learned on marketing. I learned on social media marketing, putting out content and blog posts, running Facebook ads, Google ads and everything. And gradually I kept on doing some experiments, trials, a lot of errors, again, a lot of testing, a lot of failed ads, totally targeted to not interested people on Facebook. And that <laughs> led ads to learning. non-interested people. That's so funny. <laughs> exactly. So nobody was buying. I thought I suck at marketing, but no, my tactics were wrong. My strategy was, was wrong. And that's where I learned. That's how I learned. Like I did not uh, do any formal education in marketing. I simply experimented more, tested more, and uh, learn from those mistakes, noted down all the mistakes, read a lot of blogs. For SU, I used to follow Neil Patel blog, Brian Dean, Semrush. I love Semrush, like just a big shout out to them. And I'm very fond of Facebook ads. So initially I was a, a bit skeptical on uh, spending money on marketing because that's not uh, how startups are supposed to think because that's not the trend startups are supposed right. to innovate right. <laughs> they are not supposed to spend money and gain traction but i realized if you have money you should spend wisely so i learned every, everything on the go i did not have any set prerequisite or any formal education at all and what were the marketing tactics that were really effective for you like you did a lot of what was wrong and then what was right uh, especially in Facebook ads, I used to think that I should first uh, be sending, um, showing traffic-based ads to people, the people who are listening to this podcast and are uh, knowing about Facebook ads. They must be knowing that there are some campaign objectives that they have to select. Right. If you are selecting, if you are selecting traffic objective and expecting sales, that is fundamentally wrong. The aim of that campaign that you are telling to Facebook is to get traffic and that is not to get you sales. So you either have to build a retargeting funnel, a pure funnel that retargets people and uh, gets them more interested and gets them to act 
and then you have to start with traffic ads and then retarget with some uh, other ads or you start with conversion based ads directly so that's where you are targeting people who are more tend to buy products and not just view or like Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.